Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, and thank you for listening to Semi-Pro Sundays. Today's episode is featuring Tyler Horner from the Epworth Orioles, who I feel have one of the best Twitter feeds of all the Semi-Pro teams, and I wish you all had the visual that I had right now. Tyler is wearing some... type of aviator sunglasses. He's got Dan Marino overlooking his shoulder in the background. He's wearing a flowered Hawaiian shirt with a baseball hat that says, make baseball fun again. So everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman in the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Welcome, Tyler Horner of the Epworth Orioles. Hey, thanks for having me, Nick. This is actually my entire pretty much all summer so if you come to any semi-pro baseball i uh i put this on about two seconds after a semi-pro game is over with for Epworth orioles so i have about six to ten hawaiian t-shirts that i wear all summer long and i get a new one every year so it's always an exciting time when baseball's around and summertime's uh, around just to be able to wear this kind of stuff and have some fun during the games. Now, I, I'm going to ask you a question right off the bat. Uh, this one you were not prepped for. I did not give you this in the screener, but I interviewed Cascade Reds manager today, Nate McMullen, and he <laughs> wanted to know... Why do you guys get so rowdy at tournament games while you're not playing? Uh, I think it's just uh, for Epworth in general, we've grown up around semi-pro baseball our entire life. Uh, you go, you look at our rosters, we have Kramers, we have Horners, we have Feathersons, uh, Davidsons, and all those guys. We've actually grown up around baseball, semi-pro baseball, and that's just what they've done in the past, but kind of how we grew up. Epworth fans have always been rowdy. Uh, we, I would say Epworth uh, has the best fan base in semi-pro. Um, we're, we just come to have fun. And the best part about semi-pro is we be rowdy during the game. And then afterwards we go up and joke about those guys uh, uh, a whole bunch. The biggest joke I have is I struck Dan Spain out once. So, so I always bring that up to him whenever I can, especially when he's in the box after his first strike. I'm like, you only need two more to strike him out like me or something like that, just to get Spain, uh, Spainer happy, uh, smiling. He always steps out of the box or something like that. But you got to have fun in semi-pro baseball. You go to major leagues, you got hecklers there, and that's just the, how we always do it. So we enjoy that a lot. I heard that the Epworth Orioles hold the record for most bush lights drank during, I don't know if it was a game or during a tournament. Is is that true? 
<laughs> the Worthington tournament and <laughs> probably well, any Worthington tournament, we make it to the finals. Uh, that year we made it to the finals and, uh, yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, we, we do that pretty much for any tournament that we can, we can find. So it's always, we stick around, have a few bush lights. Uh, I know Bellevue one time we've had, uh, we, we stuck around afterwards and we all ran out of money. So we had to go to the ATM, get more money, come back to the field to keep going. But uh, we always do it safe. We always have fun with it. And uh, teams always, after teams always done, they come join where we're at because we're having fun. Then they're going to join in and have fun with us. So we always bring the party uh, with Effworth, but we're always competitive on the field too because that's, uh, that's why we do it is to be competitive and then to have fun because that's what baseball is to make baseball fun again. That's our always model for Epworth. I, I love that hat. Now, I do have one other question here for you about that. Now, in the short-lived second stint of the XFL, they had in the stands what was called the beer snake. Is there anything like that with the Epworth Orioles that happens? We, uh, we play the shoe game. Uh, you have to be sitting down. Uh, we literally just taught. It's usually one of my Crocs that I have on. Um, we throw that, uh, throw that as far as we can, and you have to be sitting down. That's the main rule, and then you have to yell "shoe game" uh, as loud as you can. And if you throw your can and hits and lands and stays on the shoe, everyone has to finish your beer. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just a stupid game that me, Corey Davidson, uh, I think Nate Ramler and BJ. I think it was actually BJ Nate. And Corey invented it with a tennis racket at BJ McAndrew's house. Um, and then we just kind of adopted it into a shoe game because we didn't have a tennis racket around. And we just used the first thing that we could. So That's great. I Things hope like that. Yeah. I, I hope to go to a game. I, I hope I get to get to see that taking place. Now, you mentioned two favorites of the show. So if I can just give some shameless plugs here. Uh Corey Davidson, if um, you have not listened to the Western Dubuque All-Decade Team, please go back and listen to that episode. He is fantastic. Also, any of the All-Area All-Decade Teams, there's a three-part series with Corey Davidson. He did a great job on that. Did upset a lot of people. People are still reaching out to me about Riley McCarron being left off due to Greg Bennett because Corey only voted for all Western debut guys, except for hey, Isaac there, Evans. And yeah, There's nothing wrong with that. Corey's sticking up for the West Dubuque guys because he went to West Dubuque. I, I totally agree where he's coming from. Uh, that's, I mean, if it was me, I would have done the same thing. And he's fighting for those West Dubuque guys to be on it. That's any coach uh, out there. I mean, if we had an all-decade team for Epworth Orioles and semi-pro, I'd probably do the same thing for uh, Epworth Orioles. I'd even vote uh, Dakota Kramer Niner on there for being on the bench. <laughs> he's one of the best. Or He's always there. He's one of the best guys that show up on our team. He's there every week, so he definitely deserves to be on that. So just you got to stick up for your guys. So I agree with Corey on that aspect. Definitely. And then released a couple weeks ago, Dan Spain, uh, I believe so far the best guest that we've had, best interview that we've conducted so far. And that is not yeah. a slight to anybody that we've had. But let's uh, let's talk about the Epworth Orioles here. Tell us about the history of the Epworth Orioles. Yeah, um, the Epworth Orioles. I don't know when it's all when they've 
first established, but uh, it's pretty. It's a town run league. Uh, you look back on Epworth Orioles, and you're going to get people that have lived in Epworth, that have grew up watching semi-pro baseball, uh, being wanting to be able to be on the semi-pro team. And uh, and we always invite whoever. We don't really reach out to people in Epworth. It's just like, hey, our schedule's up. Come be a part of the team. You got to sit on the bench. You got to do your time. Um, we're going to have a solid starting nine, but you never know if somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody has a wedding. Somebody has this or that. Your time is going to be able to step up. And we have a lot of guys. There's sometimes that we have probably nine guys on the field and we have about 12 guys on the bench. Uh, it's just a great atmosphere that we bring. Uh, we do a lot, lot of things. So we got a lot of Kramers. I uh, got a lot of Horners, like I said, uh, Feathersons, a lot of relatives in the family. And we always have – every year we always do a picnic for our fans. As Like I said before, we always – they're the number one. Number one thing, that's the reason why we do it is our fans because our fans love the baseball. They love semi-pro. So it's a big town organization. Uh, we represent Epworth the best we can, and that's the name on our jersey. And we want to represent them as best as we can, like I said. So we really enjoy uh, being a part of this league. Uh, it's one of the best leagues around, and uh, I, like I said, I don't know when it started, but I've grown up with it my entire life. My older brother, Ryan's coached. My dad's coached. Um, my uncle has coached. Um, actually, two of my uncles have coached. Uh, I think Greg Featherston has coached before, and uh, BJ Featherston, he coached for the Reds. And then my grandpa, Winky Horner, is the one who kind of actually started semi-pro. Uh, the Prairie League. So he was in Zwingo. And, I, um, and so he helped establish it. I know that. So I work at um, the Bethany home in Morris Collins, who lives there. Um, he is uh, the name of the field Zwingo is named after, Loris Collins. And he, me and him just sit there and just talk uh, old stories that he always has. It's one of the best things about my day. Uh, going into his room and being able just to look at all the pictures that he has, his past Wingle champs, get to see my grandpa every day or, uh, that's on the wall. So it's just a semi-pro's life, it seems like, for us Epworth guys. So we really enjoy it. That's great to hear that you guys have guys on the bench. It seems like in everything going on in today's world, you'll see teams will have nine guys on the bench or they'll be scrambling to get guys at the last minute to be able to play. Now, tell us about the players on your roster this year for 2020. Yeah, yeah we got we got a lot of great players, uh, uh, great players uh, that include Dylan Kramer, uh, Gavin Notterman, uh, Lumber, Brett Featherston, uh, Dakota Kramer, a niner. Pat O'Brien, uh, Zach Butcher, Mitch Kramer, Mitch Ganzen, Mike Brown, Bryce Horner, uh, another Kramer, Bull Kramer, uh, David Fitzgerald, uh, Cole Paranoff, Casey Paranoff, Carter Kleesner, Taylor Gilson, Shane Beitzel, Cody Kramer, and Ty Mugen. Those are just our key guys that are returning. We have a lot of those guys. And then promising newcomers that uh, we actually have um, – that played for us a lot last year were Ben Weber and Chris Ganson. Uh, they are kind of our filler guys that we could always count on if we needed uh, somebody. And like you said, you're always scrambling for guys. There's times when we're scrambling for guys too. And those guys last year really bailed us out a lot of times to be able to come and 
Uh, Chris lives in Cedar Rapids and Ben is Cascade, but he's able to play for us anytime that we need it. So uh, a lot of guys and there's probably guys that I've missed out, but those are the guy, main guys that came to most of our league games last year and most of our tournaments that we were able to uh, to get into the game. So a lot of former players I recognized from that list that I had coached. How did you get David Fitzgerald? He's not an Epworth guy. No, he, he was on the buds and um, he knew Gavin Notterman. He went to Warburg with Ty Mugen. Um, and there's always, you always want to make your team the best uh, that you can. And uh, Fitz is one of the best outfielders slash first baseman slash makes Epworth as fast as we can because we are all old and slow. So we we needed uh, some speed, and he just asked if he wanted to play with us, and we're like, yeah, come on in. And uh, he's played with us, and uh, it was a great pickup for us last year. He's a great leadoff hitter for us. Make Epworth fast again uh, is, is his <laughs> yeah, we, uh, he went, we got a fast outfield this year finally, so, so he, I don't have to play. So he plays outfield for you guys? Because when I coached him at Hempstead, he played first base, and he would get to balls down in foul territory yeah. that I've never seen any first baseman ever get to. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's it's hard it's hard not to play him at first because he was such a great first baseman at uh, Warburg. We have uh, the All Pro or All 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 Star Brett Featherston at first, and it's hard to take him away from first because he's so good defensively, and uh, he makes play. You you would never think that he'd get to a ball. Brett makes it. Uh, Brett makes plays. Uh, just diving for the ball. Uh, a lot of first basemen aren't like Brett, and it's hard not to put Fitz, like he said. But Fitz makes our outfield so much better, being him, him in center, and then Brett at first. It just uh, it's a no brainer. And uh, when Brett's gone, we're able to we have other first basemen to keep Fitz there. So even though he did Fitz did drop a ball <laughs> last year in Rickardsville, Mitch Ganson was camping under it. Fitz. Just flew right in <laughs> to try and take it and just dropped it. Thank goodness we won the game. Uh, that took us to the Rickardsville tournament uh, finale. But uh, <laughs> we still have a get, we still get Fitz uh, shit about that all the time. <laughs> now, <laughs> one thing I do want to ask you, and please share because I know Jim Leitner of the TH does a great job. I know he listens to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Who are some of the guys that we're used to seeing that won't be playing this year? And please tell that story that we were talking about off camera before we started the interview. I think that's classic. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the two two key losses that we have uh, this year are Corey Davidson. He's not going to uh, play uh, summer, but he is, he is going to be our full-time. Uh, we actually hired him. So every tournament game, uh, we are giving him one bush light to heckle heckle for us. So he's going to be our heckler. And on Twitter, he's going to call out all the twi- uh, semi-pro teams. So we're just having – that's the best part about social media is we all have fun with it. So, and we like you said, we have a great Orioles account on Twitter and Facebook that, uh, that we have fun with. And then uh, J- uh, Jaime Ballesteros. So – Jaime Ballesteros actually hasn't played for us uh, for probably five to seven years, something like that. And he's such a good player that he's been on our key loss, key players not returning for the past seven years. 
Uh, it's just a running joke that we have. Uh, he's the one who actually gave me this hat uh, for my wedding present. But uh, he was he he could hit the ball like no other. Galing wins in, and he'd hit a line drive out and Zwingle. Um, he hit dead center. He had a ball dead center and Bernard uh, line drive out into the cornfield. Um, just one of the greatest hitters I've ever seen, and it's a key loss for us. So we just keep putting him on the key loss for the past uh, seven years. So <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't know it's, if it's a running, joke, running joke that we always have, and he always laughs at it. I didn't know if Jim had just forgotten to remove him off the list or if you guys just keep uh, putting him <laughs> he, uh, on there because you haven't recovered yet. <laughs> no, he, uh, he, sends, uh, he sends the same template out every year, and we just put his name on it every year. So <laughs> I, I don't think he catches it. I think he just copies and pastes, so he's going to know our secret now. But uh, it's a running joke that we have for Epworth, and uh, we always get a laugh out of it when the TH comes out and uh, we see that. That's awesome. We'll have to check in 2021 <laughs> when we do this next year to see if yeah. uh, he's still on that. Now, last year, Epworth went 17 and 21 overall. Traditionally, how is Epworth? Are you guys a middle of the pack team, usually an elite team or a bottom feeder? How does it usually shake out for you guys from year to year? Um, we're, we're usually in the middle of the pack. Uh, we are we call ourselves the fourth place team because we always get fourth place in tournaments. We we win our first two games, then we lose our next two games. Uh, but uh, for for league, we're always competitive as well. So we're always um, out there trying to win. Uh, but also, we know that we got a lot of guys on the bench that we want to get in because we want everyone to play. It's a it's a league for everyone that's able to play. So uh, we get as many people as we can in for league games and tournament games are really competitive. And uh, we're always in the top half um, or the bottom half of the top half of the bracket, if that makes sense. So we usually play in this. If we make it to the semis, uh, we usually play the home team of the tournament. So and uh, last year we were a, we were able to get into one final on uh, the Rickardsville tournament, and Brett Featherston had an outstanding tournament that game. I think he went 15 for 11 with five home runs or something like that, a whole bunch of RBIs, and he carried our team last year during that. But uh, we're always we're always in that third and fourth place match, or we always have a we're always in the semifinal match competing to get there. We always lose by one or two runs, but we're always in in those tournaments, uh, make it to that consolation game as well. So we're all, I would say we're middle of the pack. We always want to be on top, but we're just right there. We're an average team. Yeah, and I know there's two semi-pro leagues, the Eastern Iowa League and, I'm sorry, the Prairie League and the Hawkeye League. Uh, which league yeah. do you guys play in? We're in the Prairie League with everyone. Now, if you had to identify some of the top players and some of the top teams for this year in the in the Prairie League, who would you uh, pinpoint as those teams and those players that people should come out and see? Uh, for for top teams, I would say you always got to give it to Farley. They always have a great team. Um, they have the pitching too with Seabrook and Gatto, um, and then Bernard with get, acquiring Trace Hoffman from the University of Iowa. That. Uh, that helps them out. Now he's able to throw, so he's going to be a he's going to be a threat throwing mid nineties. So, but I um, I would say Trace is another newcomer um, for Nate Ramler. 
I mean, you always got to watch out for his bat. It's one of the best bats in in both both leagues. Uh, he's he's one of the best hitters that come out of the Dubuque County. I would say um, uh, for us, I mean, you can never count out Brett Featherston. I mes- I mentioned him a lot. Um, who else? Do we we got Dylan Bryce Bryce Hornery. Uh, he's a big power hitter. He helped ball town uh, two years ago to reach the Dyersville final, hit a big home run for him. Um, who else? Uh, BJ, BJ and Zwingle are, are, are uh, they're, they're a good team as well. They have fish there. He's the Epworth killer. We always say mm-hmm. he, he always has a game against Epworth. He always gets the winning hit or something. So we always got to count him as a key player uh, against Epworth. So, and pretty much any, any other team in the league, it's, it's a great league that everyone's competitive. You never know who's going to show up uh, for a game. So uh, those are, I would say, uh, big teams. Bernard and Farley I would have to give uh, for for top teams this year to beat. Now, how do you think? Oh, and the Budweiser's too. They're, they're, they're going to be a newcomer. And I, ha- and I haven't seen East Dubuque yet, so I know that they have had a lot of new, new teams uh, to come in, so – those teams, two teams are going to be good as well. I, I did interview Brandon Tashner for this. Seems like a great guy. I know a lot of people are excited to get that 12th team and, and have East Dubuque at another team. Now, how do you think uh, the Epworth Orioles will fare this year? And who are some of your rivals that you guys have? Do you guys have any rivals? It seems like everybody just loves you guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, our rivals would uh, consist of... Uh, Farley, Farley's definitely our rival. I would have to say, um, for fan wise, it's Bernard. They also bring the best fans. Um, so we always—it's one of the funnest games that you will ever play is Epworth and Bernard, because both fans are chirping back and forth. They're hating. They're yelling at the umpires. Last year we had hot one of our fans on home plate, and then one of their fans do the bases, and both sides were going back and forth. It was a—it was a great game, great competitive game, but. Uh, yeah, Farley would definitely be our, our number one rival. Um, but uh, the rival that we love to play, I would I would have to give to Bernard and Zwingle. Those are two teams that we all we know each other so well. Two years ago it was versus Zwingle was twenty two to or it was twenty four to twenty two. That was the final score in a baseball game. <laughs> Just everyone was hitting you everyone we threw all the pitchers that we've known. And they just keep throwing strikes, and everyone was hit the ball. It was just a great competitive game. But uh, Bernard and Zwingo would definitely be our two uh, rivals that we love to play. And how do you think Epworth will fare this year if, if you had to make a prediction? what You think you'll win a couple tournaments, be at the top half, bottom half of the division? Um, I want to I say we're going to be right in the mix for that fourth place uh, to get into the playoffs. But you never know with the new teams coming in, uh, and uh, I, I want to say that we're gonna we're gonna be able to compete a lot better with um, Casey Paranoff coming in to pitch and Cole Paranoff. Uh, we're finally gotten Gavin Notterman and uh, Dylan Kramer. Those are kind of our main guns that we have for throwing. I think we have a big chance with Casey and Cole when they're on the bump uh, to win any game. Uh, Casey, you, I mean, last year he proved it and. Uh, 
in high school that he has one of the nastiest change-ups, fastball combinations, and uh, Cole has been working hard at Loris, and uh, I, w- I would uh, I want to take anyone over those two on the mound any day. So I think we're going to fare well, very well in tournaments. Uh, league, I think we're going to be right in the mix to be in the middle of the pack, uh, you, but you never know. Injuries happen. Uh, uh, with everything going on right now, you don't even know if we're we're going to be able to officially play. So you have to just go day by day. And uh, that's how we always take it day by day and have fun while we're doing it. Now, coach, before we uh, get into the shameless plugs portion of the semi pro, uh, what if you had to pinpoint your favorite memory or best story, funniest story that you've ever had for playing semi pro? What do you think that would be? Um, I, I don't, we have a lot of fun on Epworth. Um, I don't, I don't know if I could ever point out a, a single, I mean, the greatest moment I've ever had was, uh, uh striking Dan Spain out. I just kind of keep <laughs> rubbing that into Dan Spain's face. I mean, he'll get a laugh about it, but, uh, that was, a. I I mean, during that game, it was a fun game. It was, uh, a good story. I'll do this story. So we were in, so Corey Davidson, um, he played for Key West when he was playing at Clark because all his Clark buddies were playing for Key West. And uh, to this day, we'd never let Corey down. Or, so we're in the Farley tournament. I think it was the finals. And Corey Davidson hit the game winning. I want to say I want to say he hit a game or he hit a home run. He hit a home run and he flew around first base with his arms open like he was a plane. So we lose, um, we lose, we celebrate, we have some fun that night. And uh, Nick Schultz, he was uh, he was pitching for us, and everyone comes to the game next day, and we play Key West the next day at our league game. Um, so we're all everyone's hungover. Corey shows up late because he overslept. Um, so. All of our starters are sitting out. Everyone's just hung over, having a good time. Our, we're just like, hey, just go out and play, have some fun. By the end of the by the end of the game, it's tied, and there's a guy at second. Nick Schultz is on the bench. He has a he has nachos in his hand and a drink in the other, and he just sit there. He's like, I'll go, yeah, I'll go pitch hit. Goes out, pinch hits, score the winning run, and does the airplane around first place. <laughs> but since Corey, since Corey hit that game winning home run and we're good friends with him, like, God, we just, what we should do is we should just intentionally walk him every at bat. So instead of hitting him, cause we were so mad that he got the hit. Um, instead of hitting him, we intentionally walked him every at bat. Bases were loaded one time. We're like, yep, put him on. <laughs> All he wanted to do was hit. So he, he woke up from his hungover to play outfield and not get one single at bat. <laughs> so he still, he still never lets us have down on that. And we still, uh, we always give him shit about that as well. So that's a good story of just uh, having fun. And Corey was mad during the game, after the game, came over and just hung out with us and uh, laughed and shrugged it off. So. Uh, even Q West, uh, we're rivals with them as well, but we always find a way to have fun after the game. That's what it's about. That's probably why uh, Corey Davidson usually leads the league in us on base percentages because you guys intentionally <laughs> walk him so much. 
now yeah, we, we do that a lot so yeah now we're gonna enter the uh shameless plug section here for semi-pro uh does epworth do the epworth orioles have a tournament that you would like to promote we don't have a tournament. We don't have lights. If we had a tournament, it would be one of the funnest tournaments around. We'd have music and everything playing, but we don't. But what we do is we actually do a bowling tournament every year. Mm. We started this um, about two years ago. Actually, my wife uh, thought of the idea. We She's from the Galena area, and they do a lot of bowling fundraisers. And we're like, oh, we should just do that. And it's uh, it's taken off. It's been past two years. We've raised some good money. And we get everyone together right before the season starts. Uh, we've had teams from Rickardsville, Worthington, Swingo, Piasta, Bernard, um, Cascade every year. I mean, we got all of our leagues that are all the teams that support us, and we always support them during their fundraisers too. But we do have a lot of sponsors uh, during that. So, like Midwest, Midwest One Bank, uh, the Hair Shop in Epworth, Fidelity, New Eagle Realty. Uh, McDermott Juan Floor, um, Briley, Chiefs Back Company, Rodman's, Dirty Ernie's, Timberline, Top Grade Bard, Cobra Lanes, that's where we always do it, and Silkers. We always say Silkers. If you can't find it at Silkers, you don't need it. So that's <laughs> our, <laughs> that's, uh, those are just some of our local sponsors uh, like Lime Rock uh, Springs. Uh, Kyle Ganzen, a former Epworth Oriole, actually uh, helps out with that, um, and they donated. Uh, they donated a great prize this year. They actually donated a mini fridge and those bubblers, a month supply of bubblers, uh, f- for us to give it away. Uh, Laney Auto does a great job for us. Just a lot of great local companies that support us. I think I said Dirty Ernie's um, in Farley. They support us as well. So in Quiznos and Dyersville. Um, Thane and Kramer Construction, uh, Kramer Storage, Kennedy Painting. Just trying to get everyone on here, Five Flags. Uh, but yeah, we have a lot of great sponsors, and uh, we're able to do, we're able to make good money because of those sponsors, and then we're able to use that money to do our fan picnic every year. Last year, we've done free popcorn, um, first hundred fans to come in, get in free. We always say so. It's just a lot of, a lot of fun that we always have, but. Yeah, that's our only tournament. We're looking at getting lights on the field in the next maybe four to five years, but we're not sure on that yet. So if we do, we'd be we'd definitely promote it on this podcast to get as many people out there as we can. Let's do it. it. It would be the biggest party in, in the tri-state area. <laughs> now, yeah. Tyler Horner, manager of the Epworth Orioles, there have been a lot of firsts in this interview for the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You are the first person to swear during an episode, so you get you get that award. You are Did also Yeah, you said the S word a couple times. That's all right. We'll be fine. Oh, yeah, blur those out. <laughs> no, you'll, 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 you'll be I was fine. trying not to. No, yeah, you'll, you'll be fine. If I'll, if uh if I lose my job with the school district, I'll just pinpoint it on you. Um also, you are the first person to uh, have an alcoholic beverage during the interview as well, so you get that award, and then hey, that's, that's the only way the Epworths would do it, want it done right. So uh, <laughs> we got to make sure we're doing that. And then the last thing that I noticed is a little history on Epworth as well. You are the only semi-pro organization that has a beer named after you. I know a couple years ago at Town and Country Days, Dimensional Brewing was out yep. there and they had a beer called the Epworth O's. So, um, yeah. 
Before we get out of here, that was a great beer. Yeah, <laughs> I we, loved that. We, beer. I have not seen it since. I did not have an opportunity no. to go out to go out there, but um, yeah, I definitely would love to give it a try. Hopefully, they bring it back now. Yeah. Before I turn it over to you to uh, end the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast here. Can you provide the listeners on ways that we can follow you, where we can find you on social media, and generally what days and times you guys normally play? Um, so we usually play on uh, Saturday and Sundays at 1. Unless we're in Ball Town, we play at noon so we can get the bright box right afterwards. <laughs> Um, because that's the big thing going to ball town is, uh, you get to go to bright box afterwards. Um, but, uh, for social media, you can find us on Facebook. Um, I believe it's just the Epworth Orioles, um, that you can find us on Facebook and then the E-Town Oles or at E-Town Oles on Twitter. Um, go on there. We, like we said, we, we have a lot of fun, uh, going back and forth against, Excuse me, Ball Town, Bernard, uh, everyone everyone has fun with it, and that's the best part about our league is uh, right now we're not able to do much, but we can go back and forth on Twitter and have uh, verbal arguments uh, and do different things like that, so that's fun. I will say that you and um, Bernard do have the best Twitter feeds, so hopefully uh, somebody from Bernard gets back to me and we can bring them on board as well. Now. Yeah. Before we uh, end this podcast here, Tyler, I'd like to thank you for being a guest. I'd like to wish you and the Epworth Orioles the best of luck this year. Anything that you want to tell us before we uh, end this podcast with an inning-ending double play? Um, Just come out and watch a game. Uh, you're going to be – a lot of people just aren't sure if it's a competitive league um, – or come out and watch the All-Star Game. The All-Star Game is one of the greatest times uh, when it comes out. I think it's July or something, July 15th, I believe. It's the area's best players around. My uncle, uh, B.J. Featherston, is a president of that, and we always help him out with that. But it's one of the greatest games you got there. Um, or just come to a game uh, in Epworth, Dubuque, East Dubuque. If you're they're new, support them. Key West, Farley, Cascade, support support your local teams uh, as much, best as you can, and uh, uh, we we want teams to have fans. We want teams to to bring that atmosphere that we do every game, uh, heckling at us. I mean, our own fans heckle at us. We're used <laughs> to it. So uh, uh, we we just want more people to support the semi pro league because it's such a great opportunity, especially for those college kids. I know Trace last year he wasn't able to pitch, but I bet you. He got 100% better of just playing third, playing baseball, hitting the ball, getting used, continuing being around baseball. And all those college kids come back. I know Sam Sam Goodman's back. He's going to be playing in the league. Um, uh, I know the Simon guys from Cascade, they're going to be playing. Who's going to Clark. Uh, Tucker May, uh, he plays for Clark. And he's gotten 10 times better since he started in the league. I'm pretty sure he started when he was 15 years old and he was hitting the ball a mile at 15. And now look what he's doing. He's even hit farther uh, because of this league. And I think he's gotten better because of that. Uh, just summer ball is great. So just come out, watch a game. Who 
Uh, look on Twitter for your local. You know, the Bellevue Braves have a great team. That's another team I forgot about to, to promote, too. They have Chet Kanek. Uh Chet has a weight bat that is 1,000 pounds that he swings around uh, like, it, like it's a feather. Uh, then he hits the ball a mile. Air, uh, Isaac Storm, he does a great job with that team, too. They're another top competitive team that I didn't even think about. I mean, that's the best part about our league is everyone's a, everyone every year at the beginning of the year is able to win the league. So uh, just come out and support your area team and uh, uh, have fun while you're doing it. That's what it's about. It's uh, about having fun, watching a game of baseball, eating some popcorn, putting back some cold ones, a pop or a beer, and just being outside rather than sitting around the TV watching watching the Baltimore Orioles lose to the Washington Nationals 30-0. to zero. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my brother's an Orioles fan, and I'm a Washington Nationals fan, so I got to get that dig in there too. So, But, yeah, just come out and support uh, the semi-pro league and uh, make it grow even farther than what it has already so we could make it even bigger. I think the Epworth Orioles would give the Baltimore Orioles a run for their money in a game. And, uh, in a drinking contest, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Get out, check out the Epworth Orioles and the other semi-pro teams in the area, and 6-4-3, we're out of here. Post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.